Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. My name is Corrine Pettit, and I'm here today to share information about the Foundation's one-to-one program and to highlight the special relationship that can develop between a volunteer such as Patty and her mentee Andy. Since inception, the Psoriasis One-to-One Peer Support Program has connected 655 people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis, and it continues to offer support to those with the disease. Let's first start our discussion by learning more about Patty and Andy. Welcome, Patty and Andy. It's a pleasure to have you on SoundBites. So to start, Patty, let's help our listeners learn a little bit more about you. When were you first diagnosed with psoriatic disease, and what was it like for you? First of all, hi, Kareem. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to do the podcast. I'm looking forward to our discussion today. I was diagnosed with psoriasis when I was very young, around the age of five. I had it on my ankles, knees, elbows, lower back. I remember how bad it used to itch and burn. And I also got asked when I would go to the public pool if it was contagious and they had to look it over. I imagine my mom must have written a note to explain the situation because that came to a halt. Over the years, it came and went. I really only get it on my elbows and hands now, so it's been pretty easy to manage. I went to nursing school in my late 40s as a career change, and anyone that's gone through nursing school knows how stressful it can be. It was right around that time in 2011 that I was diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis. I was in severe pain and I eventually had to give up my nursing career due to the uncontrolled pain and fatigue. I still struggle with both. That was very life-changing. And I tell you, I still wonder if the stress of school brought out my psoriatic arthritis. Oh yeah, school can definitely be stressful. So Patty, what would you say has been the most difficult aspect of living with psoriatic disease? You mentioned you have psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. I would say besides the daily challenges of pain and fatigue, I struggle to accept that I have limitations. I used to be a type A person. I've had to slow it down and that's not been easy for me. One of the other struggles that I've had is not wanting to feel like a burden to my wife. It can be difficult for partners and caregivers to live with someone struggling with active disease. Awesome. Well, thank you, Patty, for the introduction. So now let's get to know Andy a little bit before we move further into our discussion today. So Andy, when you were first diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis, what was the most difficult part? Corrine and Patty, I'm so happy to join you today. I was first diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis about four to five years ago. And I would say the most difficult part of being diagnosed with it was not having enough information when the diagnosis came down. I, unlike Patty, developed it in middle life. And I have a history of things like hives, very sensitive skin, contact dermatitis, and even eczema and acne that have flared over the years and because of genetics, arthritis. The most difficult thing was being told that I had it, but really that I needed more tests to confirm it, and there was no offer of support or information at the time I received this diagnosis. So I was kind of in the dark about it, and I had to inform myself. 
So given you went years without information, how did you first learn about the National Psoriasis Foundation? That's a great question. So I first learned about the National Psoriasis Foundation in the early stages of my working diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis, partially because I'm a librarian, which means I'm a stubborn information seeker and an information sleuth. So I used my sleuthing skills to discover via the internet the National Psoriasis Foundation and was pleasantly surprised by all the support that it offers to its members and wider community for free, which is, as a librarian, something I'm a huge fan of. Well, Andy, we are so glad that you found us. Andy's right. The National Psoriasis Foundation is one of the best foundations that I have encountered. They offer so much support. They're good people. They know what's going on. They know about treatments. They can help you in so many ways. And it's so important for people to understand that, to reach out for any kind of help they might need. It's just a great, great company. Yeah, thank you so much for that comment, Patty. So you began volunteering with NPF in 2012. How did you first become interested in volunteering for the National Psoriasis Foundation? What prompted your involvement and why did you choose NPF? When I was diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis, I had not yet finished nursing school and I had very little understanding of this disease. So I reached out for help and came across the one-to-one program at the MPF. I only had a few questions and I wanted to talk to someone. I'd never met anybody that had psoriatic arthritis. Just making the brief connection that I did made me feel a lot less alone and overwhelmed. I knew the MPF was there for me, so I wanted to be there for someone else if I could. So I signed up to become a mentor. I could not imagine not helping someone else with this disease. I'm thankful that the MPF makes it so easy to volunteer. And we are so thankful that you joined us. So you already mentioned the one-to-one program. What other MPF activities have you participated in? The one-to-one program is my favorite. It's my favorite way to volunteer. But I have dabbled in some other things with the NPF. I helped a few times with the team NPF walk in Philadelphia. I really enjoyed that because it gave me a chance to meet other volunteers and then we could share stories and talk. I did do a couple of events also with the advocacy team. I got the chance to do a roundtable discussion with our Congresswoman, Chrissy Woolahan. There were only about 10 people in their office, so it was an intimate setting. This was pre-pandemic. We talked about things like step therapy and cost prescriptions. That was really exciting for me because I consider myself a political junkie. Also, I was involved with the virtual Capitol Hill Day. That was during the pandemic, which is why it was virtual. We had teams all over the country making pre-arranged calls with our elected officials, and it was amazing. We talked to so many congressional aides, and honestly, I think we made a difference. We educated them about the challenges of psoriatic disease and which bills would help our community. We talked again about step therapy issues and our daily challenges living with psoriatic disease. Yeah, Patty, we really appreciate your efforts to be involved with MPF in a variety of ways, especially advocacy. Helping to move the step therapy bills forward is such an important way to help. So shifting back to the one-to-one program, why did you become interested in the program? You alluded to this earlier, but can you elaborate on what drew you to becoming involved in the program as a mentor? I struggled to get information myself when I did get information and I did get a chance to connect with the NPF. 
and have a mentor help me with my questions and issues, I wanted to do the same for somebody else. Same reason I became a nurse. They helped my mom. I wanted to go back and help the people that helped my mom at the nursing home as a supervisor. My training as a nurse gave me the opportunity to, to see people in a different way, to see people as unique people, people that need their concerns to be heard. Yeah. And Patty, since you joined the one to one program, you've mentored over 50 people, which is pretty amazing. What additional preparation and training have you received to help prepare you to support your mentees? The MPF offers excellent training for anybody that wants to become a mentor. We have ongoing training. I myself like to constantly research and learn new things about treatments and alternative therapies. We have training where we'll bring in speakers for specific topics of discussion. We have meetings, which are wonderful, conferences, the Soundbites podcasts, of course. There's just always training that is available and that we do on a regular basis. And to help others understand the program and what it offers, can you explain how the program works? How is a mentor such as yourself matched with mentees such as Andy? And how do you communicate with your mentees? So first, let me explain that all of our mentors have personal experience with psoriatic disease, either psoriasis or psoriatic arthritis or both. Several mentors are parenting children with psoriatic disease. So that would be something you could find in their profile if you're struggling with a child with psoriatic disease. Our mentors are people of all ages and they have all different types of psoriatic disease. Each of our mentors have dealt with challenges of diagnosis and treatments, comorbidities, and the social and emotional impacts of psoriatic disease. All of our mentors are volunteers, and as I mentioned earlier, they have all completed specific training prior to receiving their first match, and they attend regular training to remain knowledgeable about treatments and resources. The one-to-one mentor team also speaks five different languages, which I think is incredible. So you can simply go to our website, psoriasis.org, and sign up for a mentor. You click on peer connection from the menu and then click one-to-one. Participants, they complete a short profile, basic information such as name, state, diagnoses, treatment histories, goals. The mentors will be suggested based on your survey, and then the participants review the available mentors, and the one they choose, they can send a message to connect. And the rest is hopefully a beautiful thing. Most of my mentees connect with me through our app at the National Psoriasis Foundation, but I also am available by email or phone. I like to communicate with my mentees in whichever way they feel most comfortable with. And Patty, what are some common issues your mentees look to you to provide such as important suggestions about? Well, first and foremost, they want to know they're not alone. And they aren't once they connect with any part of the National Psoriasis Foundation. Common questions and discussions might be alternative therapies, medications, treatments, helping their families understand this disease, diet, challenges of daily life with psoriatic disease. Well, thank you so much, Patty, for sharing your story and giving us background of how the one-to-one program works. So now let's hear from Andy, who is a mentee of Patty's. Andy, how did you first learn about the one-to-one program? I learned about the one-to-one program on the main website through the Patient Navigation Center, 
which has a lot of rich information and resources available to newly diagnosed individuals. And I actually was really thrilled to find out about this peer support program since it's rather unique, I believe, and really crucial for newly diagnosed individuals like I was at the time with psoriatic arthritis. So, Andy, after you heard about the one-to-one program and completed your online profile, you were matched with Patty. How easy was it to connect with Patty and what were those first contacts like? So when I was first matched with Patty, it was really easy to connect with Patty since she reached out to me almost immediately after I was notified that I had been matched with her as my mentor. The first contact that I had with Patty was very warm, welcoming, and really interesting because I discovered that we had similar attitudes towards wellness and towards the management of our diseases. These things included humor, empathy, and a mindful approach to wellness. I also discovered that we really had sort of a lot of thoughts about pain management, and Patty has been really crucial and a really valid part of my journey towards the management of PSA and how I think about myself as an individual with PSA. She's been invaluable in discussing things like medical appointments, advising me how to communicate with medical professionals, but also how to convey actual needs and communicate those to my medical providers. Because I think when you're diagnosed with PSA, there are so many elements of the disease. You're not quite sure where to begin, and you're not even quite sure who to talk to first. And when I started to investigate whom I actually needed to interact with, Patty was really an integral part of that conversation. And I took her advice with me when I went into medical appointments. We also discussed a myriad of treatment options. We have discussed many vegan options and the benefits of a vegan and plant-based diet as an approach to wellness and the management of PSA. One thing that we absolutely share from a philosophical, ideological, and practice-based standpoint is meditation as an element of self-care and actually a guiding force of self-care. Meditation actually allows one to refocus, regroup, and recalibrate in such a manner that not only can I sort of manage my flares much better as a result of this and Patty's advice about self-care and meditation, but I can also use it in my toolbox to go to when I have a flare, which that sort of was a game changer for me. Before I talked to Patty, I never considered it that way. So I'm really grateful for that. So she's really been a rich resource and an invaluable supporting person and mentor. So Andy, you've already shared what it was like to connect with Patty and some of the benefits. Can you expand a bit on how this relationship has been a benefit to you? What does this connection mean to you? So it was wonderful to connect with Patty since we share philosophical and ideological approaches to the management of our PSA. We also share a mindful approach to wellness and how to construct ourselves as individuals in the world with PSA. And that is through a sympathetic, empathetic lens. This relationship has been a huge benefit. One, because I learned a lot about how to live with PSA, but also because Patty is a wonderful mentor and I've benefited from her support and friendship. And hopefully I've tried to emulate her approach to this and tried to reciprocate as a peer support as much as I can to be a resource as much as an inquisitor. And what it's meant to me, it's hard to describe because it's so invaluable to have a sense of community and connection. When we're living right now in a pandemic in an age of isolation, it's even more important. Oh, thank you, Andy. That's a wonderful testimony. You're so right. Support is so critical right now. So, Patty, can you please talk about your connection with Andy and what it has meant to you? Honestly, connecting with Andy has been a lot of fun. There's a special bond there. 
It just exists. I don't know why. We have found so many things in common, including our approach to the disease. We're both vegan. We meditate. And those are pretty big commonalities, I would say. I've gotten some great ideas and suggestions from Andy. And we both enjoy music. I've even listened to some punk music, which Andy likes, including the smithereens. And I'm a classic vinyl kind of gal. So (laughs) our connection means a great deal to me. And I hope I provided some friendship and connection to Andy. Maybe when the pandemic is over, we can go and have a cup of coffee. But truth be told, I learn a lot from each and every mentee, including Andy. She has shared some great ideas and insights that I would not have otherwise come across. Let's face it, we're all on some part of this disease journey with ideas and wisdom to share. Wow, your comments really highlight what a special relationship you have and how important it is to each of you. I think that's a key message about the one-to-one program. You receive invaluable support when you need it, and most importantly, you forge new friendships. No one has to go it alone with psoriasis or psoriatic arthritis. Thank you both so much for sharing. And for both of you, do you have any final message that you would like to share with our listeners today about the one-to-one program? I would just like to say uh, the one-to-one program is such an invaluable resource and a really important part of the journey to managing psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis and cannot be understated. And through this program, the community and connection that's available for free. I want to just emphasize that it's all for free and it's all it's it's a lot of this is volunteer driven and it's a lot of service that's done for this community. Little things make big days. And so even the smallest thing, even just an email back from one of the many volunteers, the patient coordinators, even the uh, the social network that's available, the webinars, the resources go on and on. But the one-to-one program is really important because you're not alone. And you're never alone when you have that bond and you have that reciprocity and that continues on. I will say, don't hesitate to reach out for support, questions or concerns. The MPF is here to help. The one-to-one program is truly wonderful. I hope if you're even thinking about reaching out that you do, because we're here to help. Thank you so much again, Patty and Andy, for being here today and providing such a wonderful example of the types of relationship and support that's offered through MPF's one-to-one program. You both are truly amazing. During National Volunteer Appreciation Week, the National Psoriasis Foundation is celebrating all of our wonderful volunteers, such as one-to-one mentors like Patty, who share their time, talents, and passion to improve the lives of other people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. We are truly grateful for all they do on behalf of the National Psoriasis Foundation. If you are interested in becoming a volunteer with the MPF and how you can help others with psoriatic disease, go to psoriasis.org forward slash volunteer for more information. And finally, thank you to our sponsors who provided support on behalf of Soundbites through unrestricted educational grants, Amgen, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Janssen, Novartis, Pfizer, and UCB. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Soundbites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Soundbites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Ghana, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. 
To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.